When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The lyrics like I'm bowling, bowling Pushing on, keep rolling, rolling Hello when I listen, but I told him, told him One more time, your favourite MC's bones are silver These vibes here are golden, golden Cards on the table, there's no folders Spit bars at the club, rolling, rolling TikTok comes along, they get ripped off Man get pissed off when I start lift off Cheat like flavours, cookie and biscuit Frontier, yeah, the bars I get ripped off Things up my song, yo, every time I tripped off Little Teddy Kelly, the big rock Me and my jeans, two bands, we're mix up Full circle, that everybody's in top That's irrelevant, maybe like an elephant Keep it hard, but you know that it's elegant Get mad but always benevolent Always moving up just leveling Constantly telling and rhyming Bridging Cycle through these sheets I'm peddling Hibernating and boom She's back again Oh, cause a little fire on the track again Turn the music up vibe like an icon 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 Yeah, if you want buff You can go psycho 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 Head to head Bada bada Turn mic on Mic on Mic on Turn the music up vibe like an icon 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 Yeah, I don't mind, I'll do it for the hell of it, yeah Elevate bars, I regulate, yeah UK, we love the tune, just meditate If we didn't get a by now, then it kinda late Man thinks he's a bad man, but he's kinda bait Live every day like it's my last celebrate Mind of the thoughts, we calibrate Load it, load it, check for the lyrics like I'm bowling, bowling Keep pushing on, keep rolling, rolling Didn't wanna listen, but I told him, told him One more time, your favourite MC's bones are so far Too bad, these vibes here are golden Cards on the table, there's no folding Spit more than I can't zone it, zone it That's irrelevant, maybe like an elephant Keep it hard, but you know that it's elegant Get mad, but always benevolent Always moving, not just leveling Constantly telling them, rhyming, rhythm Cycle through these sheets, I'm peddling Hibernating them, boom, she's back again Oh, cause a little fire on the track again Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Cardiff City Fan Show. We are online this uh, this week and for the, for the next few weeks instead of the Rum and Tavern, but that will not slow us down as we talk all things Cardiff City. 
And uh, I'm delighted this evening to be joined uh, by journalist, EFL, football man, uh, transfer guru, whatever you want to call him, I suppose. But uh, it's Mr. Darren uh, Whitcoop. How are you, my friend? Hi, thanks for having me on. No, it's all good. Uh, really looking forward to having a chat. Um, obviously, we've I've, I've seen you on Twitter a lot. Um, you seem to be, you must be constantly glued to it, or Twitter or X, as it's called now. But you seem to be like constant transfer updates and uh, whatnot, not just about Cardiff, but the EFL generally. Um, you must spend your life on your on your phone, mate, I was, I was assuming. <laughs> uh, I try not to, but um, yeah, I do get, when you get these messages through saying you've, Use twenty eight percent more this week on your phone than last week, or so you think. Oh, blimey! Now I've got to cut back mm-hmm. on this. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, you just get so used to it, don't you? Really, it's probably not very healthy the amount of uh, phone usage. But um, yeah, I suppose this is the time of year, really, when sort of December, January, it sort of ramps up transfer wise, and um, it will go quiet again after that, and then again for the summer. So um, yes, yeah, busy time coming up, really. Yes, I mean, it's going to be an insane window, I suppose, for you, particularly because you do cover a lot of, sort of, or you you know, you post about and you talk about Cardiff transfers quite a lot. Uh, obviously, with this being the first window in a while where the transfer embargo is lifted, that means you'd think that there's going to be a bit more rumours and action and things discussed with relate, relation to Cardiff City. Do you anticipate it being... You know, from a rumours point of view, I guess, and, and things that you will hear, do you think that it'll be a bit busier than perhaps the last few windows have been? Yeah, the last with Cardiff has been a strange one because obviously in the summer, going back when Steve Morrison, it was a lot of transfers, but obviously under the embargo. So a lot of frees, a lot of players offered to the club, a lot of they turned down, some they accepted, some they wanted, some they didn't. Um, obviously in the summer, it was not so chaotic um it was a bit more quality than quantity i think in the summer and i think in january um you'll see i think three or four outgoings as well as three or four incomings as well because they have to balance the books nowadays you can't just sign players um because um the ffp situation really um which adheres to all the efl as well so um i think you'll see some fringe players going who they try to shift in january who it's quite clear, really, the players who aren't playing who will probably be on their way. And obviously, there's three or four players they want in, and I think there's a few names people mentioned. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens, really. But it, it's clear that there's new signings needed. The squad looks tired and needs freshening up, for sure. Yeah, they definitely look, particularly this last month or so, they've looked, probably since the Bristol game, looked pretty fatigued the majority of them I've got to be honest and I think that probably comes down to a lot of you know the depth side of things because for instance the back sort of five I think have played pretty much every game it's very rare that he changes them but that has an impact as the season goes on um what sort of things have you heard in terms of the type of players that they'd like to get in in January well I think it's it's been the manager's made it quite clear he wants offensive players so a number nine and I think everybody knows Kiefer Moore was when they wanted in September um, before deadline. Didn't happen. And obviously it sounds like it is going to happen. All the noises are that it's been agreed. And I think it has been agreed. Obviously, nothing's been announced yet. There's a couple of other players mentioned from overseas. Um, and that makes it actually covering Cardiff a bit harder nowadays because before they used to deal with a lot of British players. So you sort of 
got a wind of who it was or they might be chasing now that some players plucks from like Gutas who came out of nowhere really all these sort of players he brought in in the summer some of his connections um who've done really well uh, and I think you'll see a couple more of them as well and a couple of names we probably haven't heard of um so I think there'll be maybe maybe two players from the football league I think I'm hearing um one well, sorry, the Football League from the English, from the British League, I may add, sorry. So, obviously, Kiefer Moore is one they're actively trying and are close to sorting. And obviously, there's another player as well, midfielder, I believe, um, been told about who they are chasing from a Premier League club. Um, whether that will happen, you know, I, I don't know. I can't say names at the moment because it's, I just can't really because I won't be allowed to. But I know that they are trying to get someone in from a Premier League club as well as overseas. I think it's two midfielders they're trying to get, a striker and obviously a left-back. I think pretty much everyone knows. And um, more pace out wide is what I think everybody wants. And I think the managers, listen, he knows more than we do. He, he can see um, that squad. I mean, I, obviously, I don't get to watch as many games as I like, but I watched the um, on TV the Birmingham game mm-hmm. and the West Brom game. Um, and they were pretty similar in one way, really, where they didn't look like scoring Cardiff and Birmingham should have won that game comfortably. Um, West Brom was a bit tighter, but um, they looked so poor against Birmingham. From the first minute, uh, anyone watching that game, you sort of thought, God, it doesn't look good because they were quicker to the ball. They seemed to have more energy and they seemed to want it more. And Cardiff were so poor all night. I can't remember making their goal. Apart from the Gutas header, wasn't it? I think Ruddy made a really yeah. good save. But apart from that, it was barely anything. And West Brom was similar, really. It was all sort of played in front of defence. There was no one running behind. Um, no one looking to get the foot on the ball. And they were sort of relying on set pieces a lot. And I think it's come down to that at the moment, which is, which is thankfully, they're actually strong at set pieces. I think they're best in division because last year they were the worst in division. So yeah, at least they got that they've gone back completely. Off. Yeah, it's... which has gone back the old Cardiff way, which they used to be dominant at corners and free kicks, which is what, you know, I always think it's a really important position in the championship because, you know, it opens up the game then. How many times you score a goal from a set piece and then more space opens. But, yeah, so regarding transfers, four or five in, four or five out, I think, is pretty much what they're looking at. Yeah, the couple of things I'd like to sort of pick your brain on regarding transfers, which have really interested me. So the the day before Psyopis was officially announced... Everybody knew he was in Cardiff doing a medical, you know, it's social media these days. People see them. And when the manager was asked about it, um, he said, oh, I can't talk about, you know, other clubs players or, or something like that. Um, whereas recently we've seen him talking about Kiefer Moore very, very openly. Now, um, you know, I had, I've said before on the shows, I had heard that Cardiff were very close to getting Kiefer Moore in the summer. And I think it was a Millwall striker, maybe who was supposed to be going to Bournemouth and it sort of fell through at the last minute, which meant Bournemouth weren't willing to release him. You know, it was, it, what... Sorry, it was, yeah, it was, it was the uh, Dakar it was, who was That's it, yeah. from Leicester, who was meant to go to Bournemouth. But That's it was, God, it's so late, isn't it? And it from yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I was just, inter- I was just, no, I was just interested in, so I, I've had a couple of people watch, because I've mentioned this before and I, and I said, is he talking about Kiefer Moore so openly because he's then going to go and sign someone, you know, out of the blue who he hasn't talked about, uh, almost like a bit of a smokescreen? Or, as some people pointed out in the in the comments previously, is it just that Cardiff are very confident and, you know, the Kiefer Moore deal is probably done in some fashion and that's why he's so comfortable? Because it's a bit of a difference to how he treated the Psyopis one. 
Yeah, I think if you look back to the summer of Ramsey, um, some people, including myself, knew it was happening. Club were quite keen to keep it quiet. Mm. So nobody said anything because we were told not asked not to. Mm. And um, so I think people knew that was happening a well before it did happen. Um, and similar with Kiefer Moore, but that's what we've got on for a few months now. But I think you, it's quite clear with Kiefer Moore that kind of still, um, there's still some deal, I believe, uh, on the structure of the deal when they sold him. They uh, still owed some money. Obviously, kind of now will have no embargo and they can also pay fees. So obviously, they're stronger hand now than they were in September. Kiefer Moore is still really good friends with a lot of the players of the club. And I think a big thing from what I was told is he wants to play in front of the fans. He barely played in front of the fans because of COVID. I think course, I'm yeah. right. So I yeah, think he was in Central. And it's just not worked out for him at Birmingham. I mean, he's, uh, sorry, at Bournemouth. I mean, he's done um, just the manager wants someone quicker and more mobile, which is just fair enough. You know, every manager has their own plans. Um, but he scored a couple of goals. Um, his record for Wales, I think, is really good. But when he played for Wales recently, he looked really good in one game. And the second game was that they were awful Wales, to be fair. But the second game, he looked really off it. And that's when you need to start playing regularly. And he probably knows that himself. For his yeah, own. He, he played, he just looked so like he looked like a player. He wasn't the only one, but he in particular yeah. looked like someone he just hadn't played. And I think, I think he was actually dropped then for the next game, but um, or dropped to the bench. But I think it was a lap, uh, it was the. Um, it was the uh, oh god, what was it? The away game, Tur- they were t- Turkey game, was it? I think Turkey no, 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 no. Turkey game was the second it, one, wasn't it? Do you know, our mind's gone, but the, whoever in their group is, my, my, um, they, were, they were so poor. Wales yes. that night, they needed to win that, I and mean, they probably would be in Turkey at home, I think. Um, yeah, oh, do you know, I can't remember the game, but uh, my mind's gone. But um, someone, someone will yeah. remind us now in the comments, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> with Kiefer Moore, I think. When he's fit, look, he's proven at the championship level. And I think also he's the the perfect profile of striker for what Cardiff City need. Cardiff needs someone who they can play off, whether it's Ramsey or Colwell or Robinson just behind and the wide players. But I think what they're struggling with a lot at the moment is whoever they play up front is not able to hold up the ball and link up play or get in behind. So we never look like scoring a goal, really. And I think... Yeah, it's difficult then, isn't it? Completely. I mean, you watch the games; the balls just go forward and going back and forward. And also, someone in his height will change the way teams play. He obviously, he's not a slouch, but he might not run over the top and um, beat someone for pace all the time. He can run. He's he's not he's not slow. But I think defenders will they'll defend differently with a striker who is so good in the air. Really, you watch out. You know, he, he wins nine times out of ten in the air, you'd think, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, as you said, you need players running off. I think, to be honest with you, Ramsey is a big miss because, uh, you know, we uh, as fans... He's played nine, hard, nine games, haven't he? Yeah, we hardly saw him play. And he, he looked, you know, after that Swansea game, that was his, one of his last games, I think, wasn't it? He looked really good. The whole team, he was excellent that day and they had Pace, Tanner. You had Boulder was injured. And Boulder, I think Boulder's a really good player. Um, yeah, I agree but he, he doesn't last few six weeks. Maybe he's looked a bit off the pace. He looks a bit slow. I, I mean, you just don't you don't know what's going on there. But I think it's a bit of confidence getting over his injuries, a few things. But they need more pace in that team, Carlos. They're desperate for a winger in the summer. They try to get a couple of wingers in with more pace. Didn't work out. So I think they'll they'll get a winger, a quick winger in. They'll get a striker in. 
they'll get a, a probably two midfielders in and a left back. So that's five. So there might not be five, but I think there'll be four. And um, it's it is needed for certain. They do need they need freshening up, as we said before. And then you'll see some players go. I think Sawyer's will go. Bruno Motor will go. Yeah. A couple of players will go out on loan. Kieran Evans and um, and then there's obviously the goalkeeper situation. And I think everyone's talked about um, Runnison before. I, I, for me, it hasn't filled me with much confidence, and I'm not the only one I know. Um, and I feel a lot more comfortable with Alwick in goal, you know, than he than him. And and if he's not playing, then what's the point of him? You know, what's the point of him being here? But I, I don't know the terms of the loan. There might be a clause in January where they can recall him or send him if he's not going to play. I, I don't know the terms regarding him. Um, um, so yeah. I uh, I talked recently about the the goalkeeper situation at, at length, as you could imagine, you know, covering Cardiff and stuff like that. It's a hot topic, and um, it's frustrating because I felt like Almuk didn't do anything wrong. He was playing really well, and then all of a sudden was out of the side, and. The defence looks more settled. Everything looks a bit more calm and settled when when Almuk's in there. I did wonder whether Runnison has a deal or there's a clause within his deal which maybe says if he you know if he hasn't played X amount of games by January, maybe they can recall him. But I mean, to me, I wouldn't be devastated if they sent him back or if uh, you know if Arsenal recalled him. I always thought Danny Ward would be a good option for for Cardiff, you know, an experienced goalkeeper who's mm. not really playing and with Leicester. Um, a couple of, before I get to a couple of the questions from the live chat, um, Reese has just asked there. He says, um, as a journalist, uh, have you heard anything in regards to why uh, Alnwick was dropped for Runnison? No, as I, said, I don't actually cover the club any longer, so to get the ins and outs, just, it's not really something I know. Yeah. Or, or I. As um, from speaking to people who who know the club, what have you, I I feel that, and this is not on anyone. This is not on the manager. I think uh, this is not. I'm not saying he was looking for Anwick to make a mistake or look shaky, but I think he really wanted Runnison to play. And I think he when he signed Runnison, I think he saw him as being his number one. Anwick was excellent in goal. I think the mistake he made was against Watford's, where he just lost the ball. And he's not he's not brilliant with the ball at his feet, Anwick, but. You know, Brunson hasn't impressed me to be honest with the ball his feet. You know, not everyone this great pass. It doesn't seem a great kicker to me. Um, and I'm old fashioned, maybe, but I want my goalkeeper to command his box, be a good shot stopper, and be vocal. And and as you said, have defense have confidence. And watching it, it's almost like you're watching between your fingers. And that's that's. And that's maybe hard to say, but that's just my opinion from seeing the game so far. Um, he's made a couple of good saves, don't get me wrong, but it just it just doesn't quite look right. I don't know what it is. And I, you know, as you see a goalkeeper at Alwick, he's six foot three, and listen, he's he's not he's got his faults, but he looks like he commands his box more, and that's what I think. For me, I thought I'd rather have my goalkeeper do that than someone who can pass the ball forty yards out a goal yeah. to a defender. That's well, my first, opinion. first, first and foremost. You, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you. Really, first and foremost, I want my goalkeeper to be to be solid, making saves first and foremost, and, you know, making, working with the defence to keep us as solid as, as possible. And everybody looks, the fans, the the, the defenders, even Runnison himself, they all look uncomfortable when, when Runnison's been there. Um, so, uh, Darren, I'm going to give you a chance to break my heart now. Um, one thing I've talked about a lot recently is I'd like to see Cardiff 
have a look at trying to get Nico Williams on loan from uh, Forest because he hasn't played. And obviously, you know, with this big game coming for Wales in March, uh, these players like Nico Williams, Danny Ward, Kiefer Moore, who, you know, whoever, the guys who aren't playing are going to be looking for football this second part of the season. Is there any chance that we might see Nico Williams make a loan move to the championship? Uh, do you know, Forrest is a funny one because he was out of the picture completely under Steve Cooper. Then he sort of got back in the last sort of month or so, did well. Now Cooper's gone. So, mm-hmm. I, honestly, I've no idea. It depends if the manager, Santo, is appointed today, sees anything he wants to keep him involved. I, I'd be surprised if he goes on loan. That's my opinion. I'd be surprised if he goes on loan to the championship. That things can happen. You know, he might want to bring his own people in. Santos' own players, don't, you know, Forrest aren't afraid to sign players, that's for certain. No. So it happens in January, you really don't. But at the moment, I can't see it happening. Danny Ward would be actually a decent signing. He's good with ball at his feet and he's a decent goalkeeper. Um, but it comes down to wages again. Don't you know, you've got to get players off the books. You can't just sign anyone. No, he's of course. Decent wage. You've been in the Premier League, obviously. So he's on a decent wage at Leicester. Um so, and, you know, if you think of priorities, goalkeeper really isn't priority. So, yeah, no, you know, so, you know, you say, yes, I, I definitely take him and he, he play, you know, be number one probably. But, you know, is it a priority position? No, I think it's getting the players back like Odelda, who's been really missed Odelda because... Absolutely. Uh, well, players always seem to get better when they're injured. You forget, you know, mm-hmm. always, but I think Odelda was, he was quite versatile. He played left back, which might be not be his position, but he played left wing back, left back right mid, left mid, and he was up and down a lot and he had a lot of energy, you know, and he was a, he was a good, he was a really good sign. It really impressed me last year. So he's been a, a big loss, actually. So I know people talked about it, but I think underestimated and um, how much of a loss he is, along with Ramsey. So, Well, especially uh, with um, Jamalu Collins potentially going to the African Cup of Nations in January, we are really short as a, in the left-back area yeah. if he does go. So Odauda coming back could be a big boost to that. Although I prefer, I would like to see Odauda on the wing. Ultimately, we've got other choices at winger, but we haven't got many left backs, any left backs really. Well, so, one thing for sure, sorry to interrupt. One thing for sure, hmm. if you watch NG play right left back, he's not a left back. He's no. he's a right back and he's excellent at right back. And he a whole new dimension when he plays at right back. When he goes off, you can, you know off against. Oh, Birmingham and other games he's not played, they've really missed him. He plays yeah, really, left back. Yeah, you can't switch. You need a natural left-sided player. So either Odalda plays there or they try and sign someone. And I think they obviously are trying to sign someone. But as you said, for me, it's again, as other positions, I feel it's more important. And, and obviously yeah, you want yeah. that. But you've got Odalda there and you know Collins will be out for a month. But, you know, so... Um, I mean, you've got Bagan, haven't you? He was on loan somewhere else, really. You'd be the one who would in. So... Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but it's, it's, they'll prioritise positions. One will be a goalkeeper, one will be a striker, and one will be attacking midfielder and probably a winger. So that's that's three positions straight away, I and mean, they'll start probably working their way down. Um, yeah, it'll that. be interesting. Interesting who who goes. I think. Um, just before I let you go, uh, mate, I'm just going to throw some questions uh, from the live chat at you. Um, yep. There's a, ra- a range of questions. Uh, Rob says, uh, "What's your thoughts on?" F- Fabrizio Romano, how do journalists feel about him? Are they a fan of his? Um, Random question, that isn't it? No, not really. I mean, he's um, what he does, brilliant connections. You know, he knows a lot of people, clearly. 
all over, not just in the UK, but all over, you know, fantastic. And um, yeah, he's obviously really well admired by, by all everyone really, because anyone who's got those connections, like someone like David Ornstein also is a really good operator and a lot, you know, anyone who's got <clears throat> these connections in the football world is, you know, you've got to be impressed by it. It's not envy. It's, it's, it's impressive. Um, and I mean, a lot of things like I, you know, obviously I don't know him personally, but a lot of things he'll get, you can't report on. Like I get, everyone says, tells you things. And I would love to say things, but I've been told about, about Cardiff and other clubs and certain individuals and play, you know, and managers, but I can't. And to be honest, you, the biggest thing of Twitter is, and I try not to do it. If you do, if you write something and someone doesn't agree with you, if you bite back, it's that we're never going to win. So I need to start learning, but not to, um, not to bite back. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, it's, uh, it's the it's the curse yeah. of social media, that isn't it? Like, yeah, because you defend like, yourself, end up and just you know you're never going to win. You're never going to win. Yes. Yeah. Um, Reese says, uh, question: How much research goes into transfer rumors before they would get put into into print? Or I'll kind of add to that: before you'd put something up on Twitter, is it the same as if you wrote an article where maybe you know I think most journalists would try and get it clarified from a couple of sources to make sure it's correct and stuff like that. Is that the same when you would post something to Twitter regarding transfers or is it a little bit more kind of free? Um, yeah, it depends where it's come from and who's told you really. So you sometimes get, I'll get a message from an agent or a chief executive or something about a player or something, for example, and it, 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 it depends on if you feel oh, I'm not sure about that or previously or I don't know about that or I'll check that out or I'll pay a whole, whole, whole fire on that one. So it just it just depends really how well you know. Sometimes you get players messaging you. You know I'm not you know they'll say you know can you do me a favour I want to get moved to this. You know it happens all the time. And football you know fans which is right rightly are obsessed always I'd say with transfer rumours of their club. Which is great because, to be honest, this is what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, it's like growing up, we had no information like this years ago. We had nope. on dead one day. I remember going back from school when we had CFAX is the only way to find out if someone yeah. signs. It was things have changed so much now. Every twenty four hours, instant access. So um, look, if I if I'm told something and I think it's true and I believe it's true, who it's come from, then I'll, I'll you know. I'll tweet it or I'll do it as a story, what have you. But I said, not all stories will, sorry, not all no. transfers will actually happen. I mean, so many, especially on deadline day, so many deals will fall through for various reasons. So you're told something's happening at 10 o'clock in the morning and by six o'clock in the evening, it's off because another deal's fallen through. The player's wife doesn't want to make the move. The agent's fees aren't enough. There's so many. So deadline day is a nightmare thing. So if you get things on deadline day, it's it's could change dramatically and it makes you look like, I suppose pretty foolish, really, because you say something you want it to happen, but things just don't happen for various reasons. Um, yeah, yeah, I think like most people, you know, I'm quite realistic in that. You know, things change, especially around deadline day, and like you said, there's so many variables that go into a deal that it could be all sorts of reasons why something falls through, and it's a, you kind of have to make the decision as a as a viewer or someone who's intaking that content and the rumors is you either could kind of take them up with a pinch of salt and accept that, you know, you might be excited about this, but if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Or you kind of just leave it because I see a lot of angry people 
on um, social media, especially Twitter, around transfer deadline day. Like you'll see um, fans of all clubs going nuts in the comments of you know some of the bigger journalists that you mentioned, Ornstein and and Fabrizio Romano and people like that, and even some of you know I've seen some of your comments. Like people get really really angry really really quickly, and I don't know, it's not my style. Like it's a, I just find it a bit weird. But yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I mean, basically, I'm I'll, I'll a prime example for you here, right? So on deadline day, and Birmingham signed uh, Oliver Burke, Ollie Burke, you know, the, the winger. Um, mm -hmm. He hasn't done a great deal. I got a message the previous night saying he's flying in and expect to be done the deal in the morning, you know, deal done in the day, later that day, sorry. Um, and then um, I tweeted that, that he's flying in. And then I got messages bombarded by messages from Birmingham fans. And there's a few clubs who really like, who Derby are one of them, who get really very vocal about their transfers. So Birmingham, all the fans say, not be reports anywhere else. You're talking rubbish. You're talking rubbish. I got, when's it happening? When's it happening? Put loads of DMs, loads of messages. I try to ignore. And then, and then I went, it went quiet. Obviously other things happened. And I went through about half 11, really late at night. And did I get any messages from any of the fans who were giving me dog's abuse? Saying, oh, well, thanks for that. Oh, well done. Not that yeah. I want that. I expect it. No, I know what you mean, though. Works both ways. So if you get something and, and it happens, surely you should be saying, oh, cheers for that or thanks, you know. So it's not that I want that or expect it, but it, you know. So that's why it's such a social media that's a platform, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it these days. It's, it's very, it's fans do get very worked up of things, but it should work both ways, really. And that's why. If things happen or don't happen, it's not. There's various reasons why it hasn't happened. Yeah, absolutely. I um, it's funny that there's loads of there's loads of questions here for you, but I I've got nope. to kind of uh, release you, mate. So I'm I will. Hey, I'm uh, I'm. Um, what are we looking for? Um, it's only because I got um a few other I got a few fans coming on, and then I got um uh, Gavin Gordon's coming on later. But um, a few people are saying we'd love they'd love to have you back on. I'm like I say, I'd love to get you back on for a you know, like a full-length podcast, because I find it really interesting. And I'm kind of interested in your story as well, how you kind of got to where you were and stuff. So, um, you know, maybe we can get you back on at some point and uh, we'll do a full show. Let me pick a question to finish on. Um, oh, there, there's a good one. Um, Reese's mum, Lorna, says, uh, is there any Cardiff City-related gossip that you could share with us to get us excited for transfer deadline day? Uh, Put you on the spot, haven't it? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've given it a. Keeper Morwen was good. Keeper Moore, which everyone knows about. There's a couple of overseas players they're trying to get. The one, the midfielder they're trying to get. Um, I can't say the club. I can't. Um, I'm sorry. I can't, no, um, okay. I can't say it because they'll get me to trouble and the club. Um, yeah, but basically they're trying to get some a, a youngish midfielder, I was told. Not I don't mean a young boy, but a youngish midfielder who's on the yeah. fringes of a Premier League team. That's what I was told. And it might, it might not happen as other clubs chasing him. That's that's what I know when he plays in the, the Premier League. And he has played this season. Um so and he'd be a good signing. But again, let's let's see what happens. I think there's gotta be some outgoings as well. Before, you know, there were players who could have gone in September. Rinamoto was wanted by a few clubs. Rotherham trying to get him. I think the club said to Rotherham down, I think, but they're Reading. There are a few League One clubs and he didn't fancy the move, which is fair enough. 
Um, Soyuz was another one. I think there was offers from abroad as well of him. Avante Campbell. There's a few. Uh, there's a few players who aren't playing, who aren't going to play pretty much. I know Soyuz came on the weekend, didn't they? But he's not going to figure. Yeah. So yeah. it's up to them, and they you know it's up to thousands of players. They don't want to go to the if it's not the right club for them. As you went back on for their personal reasons or family reasons, then they're entitled to stay put, really, and they're on, under contract. Um, so, um, but as long as there are outgoings, then there will be ingoings. Um, that's for certain. Incoming, sorry. So, um, just to round off, let me ask you a kind of follow-up question to that then. Um, with some of the names that you've heard Cardiff being linked with and moving out and things like that, where do you think would be a good fit? Or where do you think Cardiff are capable of finishing the second half of the season? Um, do you know, you see what's your division this year? It's a better division than last year. There was a terrible division last year, I think. Um, but it's more competitive this year. But there's no teams where you think, oh, you know, apart from the Leicester who, who won't run away the league, Ipswich look good and obviously Leeds. And then you've got the other teams that everyone sees about West Brom, are, you know, pretty relatively strong. And Sunderland, I think, will will still be up there. But they're cut and hold. But Cardiff are really in that top six to 12th sort of thing, I think, where it could be they could finish 12th or they could finish in the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think they'll finish too low. It's but they should be in the top half. It's all about January, it really is. You know, if they sign who they want to sign and they, they really strengthen, which they should, then I think they'll playoffs are definitely get Ramsey back and Odell's are back. They've got two new signings there. They'll really got a chance, but um, they need more definitely going forwards because at the back they seem pretty solid. Famous last words, and they lost. Mm-hmm. They've looked pretty solid. Uh, they're crying out for a really good ball controlling midfielder. There's no doubt yeah, about that. Absolutely. Um, but I think a bit more pace out wide, another striker, Ramsey back. I think there's no reason why they shouldn't be pushing. You know, two wins away can get back in that top six, aren't they? So that's all it takes in this division, as you know, two or three wins in a row, and, and you're right up there. Siopsis also needs a break. So you know, I think if you look at him, he's, his form's tailed off. I think from reading and watching him the last sort of month. Um, so, you know, you can't keep flogging the same players. That's the, that's the problem, isn't it, really? These guys, especially him and Gutas, aren't used to playing twice a week or these amounts of... And as the pace of the game as well. So, um, yeah. yeah it's, they, the lev- it's the level as well, isn't it? The level of the championship, I think. You know, if you played in the second tier of most other countries, um, you'd probably be, you know... These, these would be players who'd be able to come in and very, very comfortably play at that level without too much bother. But the championship is so intense. And like you say, it's, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, all season long. And I think Siopis, like I agree with you, he's looked very tired, but we haven't really got um, any type of replacement who can do the no. same things that he can do because he does it so well. So they need to get a good number. I think and I'd like to see... Ultimately, I'd like to see a really good, a good number eight, and to play alongside him and kind of interchange with Joe Rawls, and then maybe, like you say, Kiefer Moore. I don't. I think Cardiff fans get a bit carried away in terms of how much they think the club's going to spend. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think as long as we can get the right players to strengthen, as long as we're strengthening the first eleven, I think we'll be all right. If it's strengthening yeah. the kind of squad overall, then I might worry a bit more because. I think it's the first eleven that needs strengthening. Yeah, I think you look at it. I think, I think every fan will see the same thing as us, or most fans. A good centre midfielder, a good pacey winger, 
down the left or the right and another striker. And then, you know, that's three really key positions, personally, I think, which will make a huge difference. And then you've got enough players there who have shown the season that they've got about something about them. I, I do wonder about Robinson, what's going to happen with him. Um, I've got a sneaky feeling something might be happening with him. Mm, interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out him leaving in January. That's interesting to me because I think, um, I think in amongst this poor form of the last sort of month or so, I think one of the players who's actually looked a bit better and looks like he might be finding his feet is Ruben Corwell. And I think um, if Robinson was to leave, that obviously would open up that number 10 position further for Colwell to try and make it his own when Ramsey's not there. And I just think Colwell offers something just a bit different. He's a big, big boy, just slightly different to your stereotypical sort of number 10 attacking midfielder, if you like. So that's that's good. that's an interesting little tidbit to... Uh, yeah, I, I just... Something I've heard, and we'll see what happens, and they might decide to keep him. But if he does go, it wouldn't come as a huge shock to me because... Um, He's on relatively decent wages. He doesn't seem to be massively favoured by the manager who sort of has been in and out the tides. Um, I don't think he knows his best position. I don't think he seems to know. He played up front last year. He and I think play... he's the best finisher at the club as well. Sorry to interrupt oh, yeah. you. I think that's the he's, thing. He used to play where, you know, where Bowler plays all, all on the left, pretty much a lot for West Brom, where Grant's playing now. Grant hasn't, that for me, everyone sort of talks about him. He works hard, but he needs to score more goals for me uh, and do more in games. He scored one goal, I think, isn't he, Grant? Two goals, sorry. Yeah, he scored one recently, but I think that's yeah. not much yeah. more than that. Yeah, so two goals. I, I, for me, I like I like Robinson, actually. I think mean, he's a good player. I know he's had a lot of injury problems, but it wouldn't surprise me if he goes in January and then get another player in in that position. Yeah, indeed, mate. Um Listen, Darren, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Um, I'd really like to get you back on the channel uh, again soon, if that, if that sounds good to you. I know you're going to have a very busy, uh, obviously, Christmas and then January, but um, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, I've got ex-Cardiff City striker Gavin Gordon waiting in the wings as well. So I've got a busy show this evening. But, um, Darren, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. And um, I will uh, I will speak to you soon. I'll, uh, I'll drop you a message and... Uh, See if we can sort out coming to having you back on uh, for a full show. Okay, great. Thanks, Evan. Thank you for your time, mate. Cheers. Bye. 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 Darren Whitcock, big thanks to him. Uh, really nice to to speak to Darren, and I love getting a bit of an insight into transfers. And uh, obviously, Darren's got to be careful with what he's saying and um, what not. Um, it's interesting to me though that just as he was leaving, then he slipped in that little thing about Robinson. Um, after being very clever about, or not very clever, but you know, very, very careful not to say things that he shouldn't and stuff like that. Um, that's interesting to me that he might go in January, but obviously we'll see how things develop. Um, we've got a few fans lined up, but before we bring in the fans to talk uh, Cardiff City, I'm uh, delighted to bring um, ex-Cardiff City striker Mr. Gavin Gordon into the show. Um, evening, Gav. How are you, my friends? Um, not too bad, thank you. All right, can you hear me? Yeah, man. All good, mate. Uh, I appreciate you joining us, mate, and uh, having a quick chat. 
No, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm glad to come on board and see what everyone's talking about now. See what we're saying. Yeah, so we've been talking um, like transfers and stuff with Darren for the for the last 40 minutes or so, which was kind of interesting because um, I think particularly in the in the EFL, but he has a lot of stuff about Cardiff and, and whatnot. So kind of hearing potential sign-ins like you know Kiefer Moore is like the worst kept worst kept secret uh in the in the in the country at the moment I think in terms of him coming to Cardiff um but I'm really interested in, in how you think Cardiff season's gone so far because obviously started well the form's dropped a little bit in the last month but what do you make of sort of their performance as it as it as as it is should I say? Pretty much, so just as you, you you've said, really. Um, looking at the, because um, I'm looking from afar, really. Um, so all I can do is really catch up um, on like your highlights and, and stuff. So from the sort of games what I've seen, like say little things like straight balls are going straight through, and then it's like one pass, and then the opposition are in. So it looks like at the moment um, the confidence is down. Um, up front and at the back. So it looks like throughout the side, it, the, the confidence is, is not quite there. So you can see that Cardiff are in a bit of a, a bit of a lull, um, like, like say, um, started off well, um, scoring your goals. But like I say, the last five, six games, it's, I think they've only scored like, not many at all, have they? Um, and conceded, I think it was about seven, I think it was like that. So it's, that seems to be the problem. So we can shop shop a little bit, um, probably grind out a little um, a few results while you're not playing too well, and then that will kick start. Hopefully, coincides with getting some new players, get some impetus back into the side, and maybe kicking on again for another them little blocks of winning games or not losing. But it seems to be more of a winning or lose rather than drawing for Cardiff. Maybe at this point here, you might need some results where you can, like I said, literally just grind out a result, get that confidence back, and then because you've got potential to score goals, so new signings and, like I say, Keith Moore could be a good one to then kick on with. Yeah, I think fresh legs will be massive. Like they've looked tired over the last month and like Darren just mentioned there like the championship is so intense like week in week out Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday but it's not just the amount of games it's the it's the quality and the intensity that you have to have you know and I think people forget that Cardiff um particularly you know the last two seasons we've only just avoided relegation and so to be in the top half coming into Christmas is massive. And I think if you had offered that to everyone in the summer, everyone would have been snapping your hand off for it. But because they, because we started so well, and particularly around the time of the Swansea game, some of those performances were, were real top-notch, like the goals, the, the way they, the way that they so comfortable on the ball, the interchanging, the movement off the ball, a lot of, some of those things have kind of stopped. So now we, particularly the last couple of games. We've had the possession type of football, but we haven't had the movement off the ball. So people feel like... So I've seen on a lot of forums people moaning about possession football and blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, you would know more than me, but I would say possession football is fine if it's with a purpose, 
where you're trying to draw the press on and then you play over it or through it or whatnot. But but when there's no movement ahead of you or there's people not showing for the ball and wanting the ball, taking responsibility to give me the ball and, and keep it moving, it becomes a bit sideways and a bit backwards. And I think there could be many aspects to why that is, tiredness and stuff. But have you been surprised by not just how Cardiff have you know improved in terms of league position, but the change in the way we play football, because we have gone from long ball football to possession football, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that I say, um, once you get a manager who who's got a set way of wanting to play, and then getting the plays to do so, it creates what you see on the on on, on the pitch. Yes, I understand what you mean by the possession football because sometimes, especially recently, you, you've got coaches now where everyone pretty much coaches the same football. So yeah. you'll have it, we'll have it, you'll have it, we'll have it. And it's just keep ball and you get the plays behind the ball and then that's it. If there's no movement, like you said, if there's no thought of beating the press or playing through the press, looking for that movement, if you haven't got the movement, then that is where the problem lies. Mm. Um, and then you you start watching it and you sort of get bored with it and go, well, you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. And then that's when you can hear the fans start having Growing a goal. In and yeah. And see why they're, they're doing it. Because even when I'm watching certain games, if it's just literally you have it, we have it, and there's no tackles, there's no nothing coming going in, it's, it's not the best games to watch. So, yeah, if you can, like I said, it, uh, has the dipping form also coincided with injuries as well? So that 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 could upset the side and everything like that. So yeah, th- throughout the season you're going to get highs and lows. You can't really stay up the high all the time. Perfect world you would be, but from where Cardiff have come from, like you said, battling relegation pretty much the last two seasons to doing what they've done now, sitting halfway, not too far off the playoffs, but you're also not too far off the bottom. A run of games puts you up there, and I think Cardiff have got that squad to do so. But it's all about having the confidence, and surely enough, like say, fresh faces, a little bit of interpus, a little bit of interpus at at the end of the game, and then um, at the start of New Year, people coming in. Yeah, you should be able to get back in, get the injuries back. Everything should be. Rosy for Cardiff, I, I think, as long as they stay positive and work to what they've done previous, and especially at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because like I've been to a few games this year, like and the fans, particularly the last month, like the Birmingham game, like it was a midweek game. There wasn't a massive crowd, but the moaning and the groaning and the anxiety, you could feel it going onto the players very early on even before Birmingham scored. And there was a bit of frustration. And for me, like I look at it, I said to someone earlier, one of my friends, like I really feel like um, the Cardiff fans need to get behind the players now over Christmas because we all know they're a bit tired and they're, they're, they're going to play a lot of games at a small space of time. They've got to play Leicester. They've got Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth. Like they've got some big games. And if we can just grind out as many points as possible over Christmas... You can kind of go into January a bit positive and go, right, 
get some players in. You know, if you bring in a key for more, that gives everybody a lift straight away. If Aaron Ramsey comes back fitness, everyone gets a lift, no doubt. And I just think sometimes fans look, it's of course, as the season started so well, you know, we beat Swansea in the manner that we beat Swansea. Of course, your expectations change. I understand that. They just it's just a human nature and that your expectations yeah, yeah, no. change from the from the from the start of the season. But also I think sometimes you just need to take a breath and be realistic. Like the side is made up of frees and loans, which is essentially players who aren't wanted by other clubs. So if you've got a team of those players, they're probably not wanted by other clubs for one of two reasons. Either they're not quite good enough or they're not consistent enough. And I think when you put those two things together, then you're going to have what you have at Cardiff where we had a good spell, a bad spell, a good spell, a bad spell, and now we're in a bad spell. And you've got, you need the fans to really switch on. As a player, mate, how much did... I'm sure there would have been games where you played in your career where fans get frustrated or or anxious or, and you hear the moans and the groans and the things like that. Like, how much does that affect plus players certain players i mean some players might not but some players do like what was your experience of it yeah um i can go with, with mine um and if it's a personal one where you know you're not playing well um you not hit the forms so you can understand the reasons why um the fans may start showing their discontent and making it aware of that they're not happy. Um, me personally, I would look to sort of prove them wrong. Yeah. So I use it as a positive rather than a negative. Um, like I say, I think I had a spell at Lincoln where when I got brought in, I was following somebody else who was scoring other goals and doing this, but I was only just coming at 18 year old, 19. And um, because I wasn't that same player, I was in the, towards the beginning, I was getting booed. And then mm. at the end of my time at Lincoln, they were saying, don't go. Yeah, so, yeah, of course. So that's the sort of thing. That's my reaction. I thought, right, okay, well, I'll just show whatever qualities I've got. If it's good enough, then I will I'll make sure I can mm. show it. And I did in the end, and it proved that I was right. So, no, that, um, when you're in a, like say, it's just when the team's in a bit of a, a bad form, um, you, you, that's where you get to hear all the moans and groans, and players look at themselves as well, and and and, and we call each other out. Um, if, if it's not happening, we will tell each other that it's not. Come on, we need to we yeah. need to start going at all. We need to roll our sleeves up and and pull out results. Form will change. Form that's what form does. That's that's what the nature of football. You hit form and you and you drop out of form. It's better how consistent can you stay when you are winning or you when doing well or when even you when you're bad, how consistent can you sort of stay in that and not drop too much or not go too high? So yeah, no, I think the players know. I think the, the staff know, I think the whole club do. Um they know they're in that that little drop. Um they have they probably have plans and they're probably waiting for the window to open to yeah. change things. And like you say, get the um, people back um, because they've got the squad to to do that. They showed 
if the team's on form, and like I said, the players are not probably used to playing regular football, so you are going to get them injuries as well. So um, give them that opportunity to go, right, okay, no, I know at other clubs you may have been taken in, taken out. We're going to give you the opportunity to prove yourself here. Show us, show them, show everybody what you can do and why you belong in the championship or higher. So just give just. I think that that's what the, the coaching staff and the management have to sort of give the players, push them. Say, look, do you want to better yourself? How far do you want to go? And while you're pushing yourself, you're taking the club with them. So that's all they can do, really. Just give them the, the confidence to go out there and try and perform, even though you're not playing well. The least you can do is work hard. Work hard and then everybody will forgive the odd pass there and odd bad pass here and there. You work hard, people forgive you. Um, interesting uh, question that I just saw from Reese. He says, um, obviously, we just had Darren on, who talked a lot about transfers and stuff. Um, he said, how do transfers work, Gav? If you're asked to talk to a club that you don't want to sign for, can you just say no thank you, or do you feel that you've got no choice? Um, I think it depends on what situation is. Um, a couple of times I've I've spoken to clubs is because the club I'm at is in financial problems. So it's more likely that um, they're wanting you to go because it will help with the club. Um, if it's not a financial thing and the club just wants to get rid of you, um, if you stay, yeah, you've got the opportunity to speak to the club. If you stay, what does that bring? Are you going to fight for your place back into that? You're going to change your manager's mind. Yeah, of course. Or if you stay and then it, you don't change his mind, you've blocked yourself from football for the rest of that season, kind of thing. Because he's just going to alienate you and yeah. put you with put you so out. Do you, do you think that, like in most cases, if a club allows or says, you know, we've had a bid for you from whoever. In most cases, players will just talk to the club because yeah, I think I'll okay, so yeah, once you, they yeah well, once they once they accept a bid as well yeah, that's effectively saying that they're happy for you to go as well, isn't it? Basically, they're telling one that way they, or the other. Yeah, they don't want you, or they need you to go. One of the one of the two. So if you're if it's the one where they don't want you, I will speak to the club. But if it's not the right move, it's not the right move. Yeah, you don't shouldn't you shouldn't be forced into it, should you? At the end no. of the day, particularly no. for players who've got you know kids and and family. Like I always, I often think about that. Like you shouldn't be sort of forced by a club to move from you know from Cardiff up to Newcastle or something if you don't want it or if it's not right for you and your family because that has a massive impact on your day to day life, your family life, your wife, your whatever kids and stuff. Um, it's always interesting, uh, mate. Listen, um, Gav, we've only got a little bit of time today. I appreciate you massively for coming in, uh, no for problem. joining me and stuff. Um, we'll definitely be doing some stuff next year, I'm sure. And yes. uh, we'll definitely be chatting again very soon. Have a wicked Christmas, mate. And um, I'll speak to you uh, over the you know, New Year, Christmas, all that. But you have a wicked time, my friend. Yeah, and the same to you too. And all the best with um, yeah, the time over Take Christmas. That's my friend. Take it easy, all my right. friend. See you soon. Gavin Gordon, absolute legend. I love that man. He's so cool, and uh, he's always an absolute gentleman. And uh, he always gives, he always replies to my messages, which is what you know, 
what's not to like? He's a he's a good guy, Gavis. I got so much time for him, and I'm delighted to be joined by the final final guest of the evening. I've had to listen to this right because of you, Rob, and it's all your fault. I have had to bump Matthew Angel don't off the fuck, list. Don't you dare Unreal, give me real mate. The ego on you, right? So I said to Matt, I said, Matt, listen, right, you know, things have pushed on a little bit. And and um, he said, oh, it's okay, mate, whatever. And you, you're like, I'm on at nine o'clock, mate. If I'm not on at nine, <laughs> then I ain't coming on. The fucking the ego, hey, mate. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm not big time. I'm not that big time yet, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> listen to me, my friend, right? What? Talk to me about the, the, the negativity that's floating around some of these groups and forums and i even saw someone saying that if we lose to leicester and plymouth or something the the manager should go and i was like what is going on ah uh, mate you 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 might be in some of the same ones i'm in and um insane mate that isn't it it's just like they're already planning his, like, already planning the next uh, replacement, according to some of them. Like, they don't realise where he would be if it weren't for him. Like, take his management style out of it and take his management out of it in, in its entirety. Could you imagine where it would be if it weren't for Gutas and, and Seal? Yeah, Seal is at a massive dip in form because he's knackered. Still one of the best players, though. Oh, mate, could you imagine where we would be without those two? Like, and if you we know, had to play Ebu Adams and uh, Ponzo, Panzo, whatever his name is, for the season so far, like, we would literally be up shit creek without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, um, mate, it's, it's wild. Let me, um, just on the Cyopus win, right? Because um, I've seen a few people mention, like, he has had a dip in form. I actually thought he was a bit better against Birmingham. But you know what, right? The one thing which I'll say about the Birmingham game and uh, even the whole game as well, right, is him and Colwell, they always won the ball. They don't hide. No matter what a score yeah. was, they're, they're moving, they're coming, they're showing, they won the ball. And actually, Colwell ended up being forced to come deeper because whoever was playing next to Syopis wasn't getting the ball to him where he needed it so he had to come and get it and i just like i saw a lot of people saying cyopis is you know he's tired he's this like he always wants the ball and he always tries to keep the ball moving or he'll try and switch it or use it without him we, we'd be really struggling mate i gotta say um and like even right even the runnison thing right like i understand okay i understand Everybody, every man and their dog would prefer to have Alnwick out of the two playing. But if you think, right, that booing or groaning and moaning every time Runnison does something is going to suddenly make him feel better or play better, I really don't know what to tell you. Like, like it's just going to make him more nervous and more apprehensive. And the thing is, right, just lastly, is I think sometimes the in 2024, not just Cardiff fans, fans generally, I think they forget what their role is. Like, you're fans. So support your team and stop moaning. Because with the last two seasons in Cardiff's case, we've been fighting relegation. We're going yeah. into Christmas. We're comfortable. Yes, we could get dragged into it if the bad form continues. But we could also 
be in the playoffs if we get a, a couple of wins together. So get behind the team and lift them through this difficult difficult period. That's what you're supposed to, that's your job. Anyway, rant over, mate. What do no, you think? but you absolutely right, mate. And um you know it's the a lot of people in the <clears throat> comments probably vote it's the self-entitled um this might irk a few people, but old generation fans who think because I've been following Carlos since 1654, I got an entitlement to boo players when I, when I feel fit to like, and it's just, well, congratulations for being older than us. You know, it doesn't give you more of a uh, prestige than somebody of a younger age just because you're older. Like, and, I, it does my head in like these forums do my tit in like and proper stress me out and like people just need they need to chill the fudge out like and just calm down and just appreciate where the hell we are compared to where the bloody hell we was. Yes, it's been shit the last few weeks. You know, no one's denying that. Um, but I think to see how we go now in January and. You know, listen to Darren, who I think is bloody awesome, by the way. I've been listening to him for ages, and I hope you get him on for a full hour or something, because i got so many mega questions for him. I think that... I thought that was a bit of a coup getting him on, mate. Oh, say. mate's class. I, honest to God, I was literally... He's the main man for Cardiff transfers on Twitter. Like, no one else gets what he does. i got oh, another one in my back pocket as well, then. Um, oh, he's brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And um, he's a nice guy. He mentioned that he's not uh, overly uh, involved in Cardiff anymore, but it was just wicked to hear like a different standpoint from football. Like you, you've had a lot of ex pros on and things like that, and current pros on over the years, which has been amazing. But it's lush to hear from a, and obviously you've had fans on like such as myself. But it's lush to hear from a, like a different dimension again as a journalist. To how they tick and things like that. I think it's awesome, but I, I, do you know what? I, I'd love it if you get him on for a proper show. Um, yeah, amazing. I think he'll I'd get him on in um, in January, mate. Speaking of January, it's almost that time of year, isn't it? What have we got? Well, you know, certain people come and do stuff once a year oh. now and again, don't they? I thought you were going to drop a nugget for us then, who's next on a live show. We've well, got to work it out, mate, don't you? You've got to like, you got to, you got to work out the code. I'm not telling because I haven't confirmed it 100 percent yet, but people will be able to work it out. Sometimes people come on once a year. That's all I'll say. Um, but um, who comes once a year? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, if you think like I've all the uh, Cardiff City related as well, like there's certain person who has only ever really come on like once a year but um um so this week i got uh probably dropping tomorrow if i can edit it in time um the cardiff city versus sheffield wednesday preview which will be good we got roger Giggs live on football tomorrow talking football but um and cardiff city world coming soon that's going to be fun um, it's going to be really interesting. I might drop the Chopra interview on that. Oh, Rob, Rob's just left. Um, no, you just 
Nah, he's just got bored of you. Um, no, I um, so obviously I'm going to put the Chopra two-part podcast up after Christmas. Um, I'm toying with the idea of making that the first video on Cardiff City World, which if you haven't already, go subscribe, Cardiff City World on YouTube. Um, it's basically just because a few people were asking questions about it. It's basically, I'm just going to move all the Cardiff content onto his own channel. It's sort of, sort of like the Cardiff City, it'll be the Cardiff, every week you'll have Cardiff City Fan Show podcast, you'll have the any sort of interviews or stuff with Cardiff City ex-players and that. You'll have the previews, match reactions, scout reports, tactical, like it'll just be a Cardiff City channel. And then Rodri Giggs, all the other podcasts and stuff, my story, mental health in sport, all that. I'll be on Ace Podcast Nation as usual. So no change, really. It's just all the Cardiff City stuff will be in one place. So, um, so you've organised to... your yeah. desktop, basically. Yeah, but I got it. It's quite scary, though, mate, because um, obviously, like, Ace Podcast Nation got about 30,000 subscribers and followers over the different platforms. Um and then suddenly I got to start again from zero. Although it's not on zero because uh, Reese has already subscribed. So I think I got one subscriber. But I, I haven't really told anyone other than a couple of people like so. But that's that's the plan. Cardiff City World, streamline all the Cardiff content. And uh, hopefully people, the thousands of people who bloody watch the Cardiff stuff will go and subscribe over there. That'd be nice. Um, any um, any news on the non-Cardiff uh, shows? Non-Cardiff shows, well. Like, um, forgive me if I forgot his freaking name already. The Monday show used to do. Oh, with um, Campbell. No, not Campbell. Non-Cardiff, non-football. Non-Cardiff, non-football. What, Reese? Yeah. The members show, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that'll be coming back now. Patreon.com. Yeah, he's good, mate. He's fine. Probably start again back up to Christmas with that one. Um, so we have patreon.com slash Nation. Price of a bag of chips to join. You get exclusive content, weekly podcasts, and you get 24 hours early access to tickets for any live events, which may or may not be coming up in the first week of February. And... Um, you know, you'll see what happens, like, you know. Uh, Matthew Angel subscribed to Cardiff City World. Well done, Matthew. There you go. After he was bumped as well off the fan show. <laughs> booted off. Didn't he give you a lift everywhere as well? God, the Do rudeness you know of you. The ego, the rudeness. I just can't believe it. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You're not really shocked, are you, to be honest? No. no. I've seen the way you act when you're in public. <laughs> Bumping people out the way, saying, "Do you know who I am? Ah, Don't you ah. know who I am, Mister um, Flower?" What do you think of Darren just slipping in as he was leaving? Yeah, that, that uh, Callum Robinson might be uh, on his way out of Cardiff City in January. Were you surprised Oof. by that? That was a naughty little Easter egg from the leave, wasn't it? Um, Were you surprised by it though? Um. No, I was surprised uh, when he said it, and then 
as as he sort of talked and then as Gavin yeah. was talking, I kind of it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, how he's much on a is Ryan probably on? He's got to be on a good 20, 30 grand a week, haven't he? Yeah, I reckon he's on at least 20. I, and I'm guessing, like, you know, but... Where would you, would you reckon he'll go? Good job. Oh, mate, he could go, like, anywhere in the championship and do a job. And I wonder if he's not a bit pissed off because I don't think he's playing in his favourite position. Like, I think he prefers to play up front or off the left. So he's playing in this, like, number 10 which I don't necessarily think suits him. And I think, like I, I, I've i said all season, I think he should be playing up front, like, because I think having a striker who could run in behind would massively benefit the wingers and the number 10. But they well, just haven't played him there all year. Well, um, it's the Brem, isn't it, who's got uh, Stansfield at the moment. Yeah. Uh, apparently... Yeah. Have a look now. He's on his way to Ipswich. Who Stansfield? Yeah. Jason what a story that! What a story that lad's got, man. I tell you what. Oh, he's, you see when he scored, that. like he's signed for his dad's ex team. Obviously, his dad passed away, didn't he? Yeah. He's signed for his dad's ex team. Took his number. Scored like a winner on his debut or something, and yeah, just brilliant. Got Absolutely this incredible story. Made. But he he looked used to look really good for Birmingham. Um, yeah, apparent, apparently Ipswich are after him. Um, that's an interesting one. Do you know why yeah, I think Robinson Ipswich might go to him, apparently? But they haven't said that, though. I'm sure he's just on loan at Birmingham. I'm sure he's contracted. Do you know who I to, think um, would uh, be a good move if, if Robinson's going to go, which I don't necessarily think he should. I don't think we should let him go in January unless we're going to replace him. Um, although I wouldn't be disappointed if they got rid of him and then brought in like a uh, Nico Williams who can play all up this one side, like I would, I, I would sacrifice Robinson for that if that makes sense. Like if you're saying to me, right, Robinson's on twenty five grand a week, we're gonna sell him and we're gonna bring Nico Williams on loan and that twenty five grand is gonna go to his wage, then I'd probably take that because Colwell can play ten. Mayte can play 10. They're going to try and sign someone else as well, like a central midfielder. Rambo will be back. So, I, yeah. I don't know, mate. Yeah, it's, a, the, it's a tricky one. The, the more you divulge into it, the more it makes sense that he does. Yeah. Um, no, it looks like he plays for Birmingham, mate. Adam Stansfield. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you know okay. who I think would be a good move for Robinson is Blackburn, mate. Yeah, they could do with a like a that type of player, and um, yeah, I think, yeah, I just got a feeling, mate, that that might have a bit of legs to it because he fell out with the manager, he's lost his place in the starting lineup now, just before January. Um, he also, like I said, he played it, fell out with the manager, his wages are high. Robin Rambo's going to be back after Christmas. Mm. Like it all kind of fits together. That makes sense. Personally, I'd keep him till the summer and then sell him because I think we don't want to leave ourselves short. But yeah. it all depends. It depends. No, you are right, mate. He's on loan from Fulham. Fulham, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether they're going to look at bringing it back early and Fulham selling outright or what. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a chain reaction and um, he goes to Ipswich on a permanent deal and Waza comes in and goes for Robinson. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Similar so, sort of positions. Stance has obviously got a lot more legs in him than uh, than Robbo. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's a bit it's of interesting, a chain mate, reaction right. there. Yeah, I could see that. What's interesting to me is, is if you're saying to me, right, Robinson is only going to play number 10 for us, then I would let him go. Because in the number 10 position, I think I personally would rather, I think Colwell does more for yeah. what I'd be looking for for my number 10. If he was going to play off the wide left, then I'd probably keep him. And if he was going to play up front, I'd probably keep him. Because he's, I think up front he's better than all the strikers at finishing. I think he could be particular right. So say O'Dowda is gonna be left back for the second part of the season now because Collins is going to the AFCON. If O'Dowd is gonna play left back, then I'd keep Robinson and play him off the left or compete with Carl and Grant for the left hand side. But I just yeah, because I don't see the point in having Ramsey, Colwell, and Robinson if they're all competing for one place. I and I know people will disagree with me and say that that Colwell hasn't proven himself or this and that and the other, but I think he's shown enough when he's given the chance. If he had a striker, particularly in front of him, I think he, yeah, I think he offers more than Robinson in terms of creativity. Yeah, and I think he offers more than Carl and Grant as well as a, a wing option because you know, you as you know, so I've been quite vocal about my Carl and Grant. Grant. Um, Doesn't create enough, mate. Is the, no, the problem? He's like I've said a number of times. He's all fat, no poo. Like mm. I just, I understand just, why he plays though, mate, because. He works so hard to protect Collins, the Unida, but I I just hope they've got a clause in Ugbo's contract that allow them us to send him back because they just don't see the point. I don't yeah, see the point. Agreed. Um, that's a good shout, mind. Reese just said Huddersfield, QPR, and Sheffield Wednesday all need a finisher. I could see Sheffield Wednesday signing Robinson and playing him up front. That would be a good move. But then. If we played him up front, I think we'd get more out of him, which is a bit frustrating. But for yeah, whatever reason, they've seemed to have changed. The, me. They've changed their thought process on him this year, where the new managers come in, and they clearly do not view him as a like a number nine. They view him as a someone who plays a bit deeper and and creates. But I don't see that with him. I gotta be honest. I think he's an out and out striker or forward, like left side but I just don't think he's someone like to me a number 10 is someone who takes up the you know the role between midfield and attack doesn't do a lot of defensive work and is literally there just to create just to try and create or score himself and too often I think with Robinson in that position he doesn't really create a lot but also Kind of is a bit like I don't know what the word is. Like he, I just don't see it. 
Oh, been yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Scythe. Um, and I just think, I, I, I do wonder, I, I, you know, how many goals would he have got if he was the, uh, the, the big dog up front? How many goals would he have got if he was the big number nine up front? Yeah, like a couple of times where um, Colwell got a ball in that sort of number 10 position, he had the opportunity to sort of to slip it in behind and there was no striker running in behind. So it was really frustrating. Against Birmingham, like Colwell's driving with a ball and he just had to like put it into the space behind. But there was, I think it was, I think it was Ugbo was like running the other way towards the left back. And it was like, what are you doing? You need to be going in behind. Uma, can I help you? My kittens are in, just invaded the room. It's fine. I'm finishing now. Just out, please. Aiden, don't, because you'll knock your the camera over me. Just leave her. She's fine. Right. Um, Rob, as always, mate, it's a pleasure. Um, guys and girls, as always, appreciate you tuning in. Comments and stuff like that. Um, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with Roger Giggs and football. And, of course, the Cardiff City Fan Show will be back over Christmas. So look out for that, because you never know who's going to jump in and chat to us. Today, we had Darren Wickup. Thank you to him for joining us. And, of course, thank you to ex-Card City Struggle, Gavin Gordon. Uh, nearly had another ex-Card City player on tonight, but he was out with his wife, so he couldn't come on. Selfish uh, bastard. Well, he scored a brilliant goal to beat a famous team once upon a time. Um, as always, no one's guessed the January guest who comes on once a year. I'm sure it'll dawn on one of you soon enough. But um, until then, you take Tell care. After. Have a good Christmas if, I, if, I, if you don't tune in tomorrow. But if you don't tune in tomorrow, I don't know what you're doing. See you later. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.